Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Better nutrition. Avoid diseases. Lose weight. Remove toxins. Feel better. That's clean eating. It's time for the Clean Food Network Show. Here's Lisa Davis. Regularly, people come up to me and say, wow, your skin is really lovely. Now, I'm not trying to brag. The reason I'm saying this is that by eating a clean food diet, it makes a huge difference in your skin. And I am thrilled to have Dr. Mikado Trotter on the program. We're going to be talking about his book, which is honestly like I read it all the time. I've learned so much. The Complete Acne Health and Diet Guide, Naturally Clear Skin Without Antibiotics. Dr. Trotter, welcome to Clean Food Network. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's an honor. Oh, it's so nice to have you on the show. You know, when people ask me, I say, well, it's because I I eat clean. Now, I'm not going to say my skin's perfect, you know, during certain hormonal times, and I'm going to ask you about this, some of the areas in my chin, there'll be something here and there, even if I'm eating super clean. So, but there's so much we can do, right? Imagine if I wasn't eating clean, I think it would be so much worse. So talk to us about this connection between your skin and eating healthy and clean. Okay, absolutely. So acne is always triggered by hormones, but a lot of people don't realize that your diet actually influences hormones in the body. So that's the actual connection. What you eat can influence a lot of hormones in the body, and then that can lead to the development of pimples. So if you're eating a clean diet, then you can actually decrease the incidence of breakouts. You know, it's interesting. My daughter is, I'm going to call her a dairyaholic. Now, I don't eat dairy. I don't want her to eat dairy, but I'll get grass-fed cheese. She doesn't drink milk, and she doesn't eat it a lot. But, you know, she's 11, and she's starting to go through puberty, and I notice some changes in her skin. And I don't do it in, like, a mean way, but I'll say, you know, hon, <laughs> dairy and acne are linked. She's like, really? And I say, yeah. So talk to us about that connection, because I've heard that from not only holistic dermatologists, but mainstream dermatologists as well. I'm starting to hear a little bit more from dermatologists that they're acknowledging there's a connection with diet. And there's a lot of studies that are going back to the 1950s that are connecting, especially dairy linked to acne, but as, as, long, as well as uh, sugar. So it's, those are the two biggest triggers in the diet are dairy and sugar. And with youth going through puberty, 85% of youth actually get breakouts. But it can, we can't do anything about the hormone surges. That's just part of the process. But if you're on top of that, you're having problems with your diet that are affecting the hormones that can just accentuate everything. So we can definitely settle it down. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, another thing that you cover in the book is food sensitivities and defining them, understanding them. Talk to us about that and why that's important if you're wondering what the heck is going on with my skin. Definitely. So the big two triggers, like I said, are dairy and sugar. On top of that, because that's in a nutshell, you can try just eliminating those two things and see how your skin responds. But on top of that, there's food sensitivities, and that's individual sensitivities to all sorts of different things in our diet that can trigger inflammation. So we want to settle inflammation down, um, and that's the most important thing. So by figuring out food sensitivities, you can do that through an elimination diet, but probably better to do it through a health professional like a naturopath or a nutritionist to figure out foods that can trigger your skin. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So we talked about hormones, we talked about sugar, we talked about dairy. And actually going back to sugar, I've heard that can also be a huge cause of wrinkles. So I know we're talking about acne, but some of us unfortunately have both. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why sugar, no matter what, we know it's not good for us. We're just at an age where there's sugar and everything. Never before, if you think about evolution-wise, the only time we get sugar is we stumbled onto a sugar cane field and started gnawing on some sugar cane. Now it's in everything. It's in tomato sauce. It's in any kind of food that you wouldn't expect. Savory foods. Uh, you just can't avoid it. 
But yes, you're absolutely right. It can it, it kind of does what I call creme brulee to the skin. So that's how it can aggravate um, uh, fine lines and wrinkles long term. Well, you know, I love in the book, too, you have uh, a vibrant skin diet plan, naturally raised meat, wild-caught fish, vegetarian proteins and pulses, healthy oils, non-starchy vegetables, low-sugar fruits, nuts and seeds, whole grains, gluten-free with specific parameters, water and herbal tea. So it sounds sort of paleo to me, except it does have some grains, but the gluten-free ones. What are the specific parameters? What should we keep in mind around the grains? Yeah, so I always um, emphasize to look at the foods you can have rather than foods you're limiting. Because when we think of even sugar, it's hard to, for some people, it's difficult to imagine not having any, any sugar. And again, it, this is only initially. You really want to see improvements initially, especially if you have chronic acne. And then later on, you can be a little bit more flexible and test things out. But yes, the main parameters are keeping sugar and dairy out. Um, and keeping not just sugar, but the hidden forms of sugar, which are, let's say, flours, breads and pastas. A lot of people don't realize that, that turns to sugar very quickly in our body. So whole grains are okay. And I, I, I emphasize gluten-free whole grains because gluten is a, a becoming a common food substitute for a lot of people. So things like quinoa, brown rice, millet, buckwheat, and, and you know, moderate amounts. If you're active, you definitely need complex carbs like sweet potatoes. You can have gluten-free whole grains. But, um, but yeah, as long as you're not having excess amounts of them. So that's how it differs from yeah, a paleo that, diet. Oh, I see. Okay, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I actually happen to be a fan of beans. Even though I don't really eat a lot of grains, I do like my lentils. So <laughs> how are those on my skin or on people's skin? So the thing is that is a little more difficult is obviously paleo doesn't go hand-in-hand with vegetarian. But um, I say that for certain people that are vegan or vegetarian, it can be more difficult. But we have to remember that the protein sources like lentils are also a carb source. So if you're having lentils, oh, don't have it on top of your rice because then you're getting double carbs and your protein, right? So if you're having lentils, mm-hmm. you have it with vegetables so that you're having your carbs, your protein, and then vegetables rather than double carb protein. Oh, I really like that. Because, yeah, a lot of people do that. I mean, think about rice and beans. People do that all the time. I used exactly. to live on that years ago. And I was tired a lot and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Let's take out the rice and beans. Or now I'll just have the beans, but just a small amount. And it makes a big difference. You know, I want to jump into some of your recipes. You have some great recipes in here. You have a tofu scramble with mushrooms and peppers. I like that you use the virgin coconut oil. Because again, if you're going to cook, especially at a high heat, you want to use coconut oil or avocado oil. So that was really delicious. What was it like coming up with the recipes? Uh, and that was fun because the thing is, you realize this can be really enjoyable if you eat lots of food. That's why I wanted to have a diet plan because if I just say cut out all these foods, then the reader's just going to look at look at look at the book and say, okay, well, there's there's nothing left to enjoy. But then if you look at the recipes, what you can have, there's a lot of things you can have, and the thing is, they taste great. Like some of my favorites, let's say the summertime, there's one called chilled avocado mint and coconut soup to die for. Oh, that sounds really good. You know, I saw that one. I was thinking about that because I love everything in that. You know, another thing that I love that you put in the book is acne and emotions. And you look at Brock, a 25-year-old patient. He's had problematic and persistent acne for 12 years, starting at puberty. And you look at his anger and self-criticism. What an interesting thing to look at. And I think that really points to so many issues that a lot of mainstream dermatologists, not putting them down, (laughs) you know, are missing, right? If you're not looking at this in a holistic manner. Definitely. And sometimes it's just a matter of they don't have enough time. But um, 
But also the stress component is huge, and there is science to it because stress aggravates our cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and cortisol triggers acne. So we have to keep stress under control. Sleep and stress are so important to keep under control. I always emphasize that with my acne patients, which is why I'm sure there's a whole segment of the book talking about stress and management of stress. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the sleep, too, because now people are probably rolling their eyes if they listen and say, oh, gosh, here she goes again. But sleep, I'm so religious about my sleep. I go to bed the same time early and wake up the same time early, seven days a week. There's no, like, I'm going to sleep in on the weekends. Now, part of this is because my daughter won't let me, but it has gotten me into, you know, some some good habits. You know, we don't have much time left, but I'm just curious, how have you seen people's acne, especially I'm curious with teens, turn around when they make these changes? So with teenagers, it's always about doing things in a balanced way so they can go out and socialize in an enjoyable way and being very creative about things that they can choose when they're out. So if they're out somewhere, you know, choosing a Mediterranean fast food place, so at least you can choose your meats and your vegetables. And even if you're going to a burger place, making the right choices. A lot of the chains now even have, rather than gluten-free buns, which still turn to sugar, they have lettuce or cabbage as an alternative wrap around their yeah that that makes a lot of sense you know dr trotter i'm so sorry to interrupt but we're just about to run out of time i can't wait to have you back again the complete acne health and diet guide dr mikado trotter nd you got to get this book it's fantastic i want to thank you all for listening to clean food network like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at your radio md and at health media gal one to hear past shows go to cleanfoodnetwork.com take care and stay well 